Did I miss something on Shakir Mukamadulin? Well, I'm going to be doing a follow-up episode after yesterday's breakdown of his overall development. Also, there were a few key points in the media day for the New Jersey Devils that I really want to discuss, and it involves Nico Heizer and Pavel Zaka. We have a lot to discuss in this episode, so buckle up. You're Locked On Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Alrighty now, what is up New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, college hockey play-by-play announcer and also Devils writer for the Hockey Riders, Trey Matthews. And it's currently 1.55 p.m. Eastern Time, September 24th, 2021 at the time it's recording. And guys, media day, training camp, first day of practice, it's all coming together. The new NHL season is fast approaching and I couldn't be any more excited. So if you missed the last episode, I basically talked about Shakir Mukamadulin and how he's kind of fallen under the radar. However, he has put on some weight and uh, a lot of people are happy with his overall play over in the KHL. He is currently unsigned uh, by the New Jersey Devils. He has not signed his entry level deal quite yet, but that could uh, be fast approaching, maybe mid-season, whatever the case might be. But uh, just keep an eye out for Mukama Doolin in the KHL this season to see how he develops because a lot of people say he could play two-way but as I mentioned in yesterday's episode I said let's focus more on his defense and until he actually shows me some good offensive numbers I'm not going to label him as a two-way defenseman that's not what we really need but you know it's something that I'm open to so anyway I kind of want to do a follow-up for that before uh, I talk about some media day stuff so anyway uh, I I always tell you guys at the end of the episode every time I give an opinion on something please give me your feedback like you know I I want to discuss it with you because whether you agree with me disagree with me whatever the case might be I want to hear your opinions as well and you know if you agree with me then that means I'm not the only one uh, who's just you know saying some uh, subjective things or you know if you disagree with me I'm always willing to have a discussion because you know that's why I love sports I just love the overall debate I love the discussion and maybe we can come to neutral ground maybe I can get you to change your opinion on something maybe you could get me to change my opinion on something but whatever the case might be I always say at the end of each episode let me know what you guys think whether it's by Twitter text message whatever the case might be just message me and someone did Jersey Joe I've done a collaboration with him before for his podcast because he is also a fellow devil's podcaster uh I believe we did our crossover. I was on his show uh, earlier this year. So, uh, you know, check out his uh, podcast and check out his Twitter at Jersey Devil OG. So he sent me a message about Shakir Mukamadoulin. And basically, he's, uh, you know, big on Mukamadoulin. So he, he uh, you know, texted me some uh, really interesting points because he agreed with what I was saying. However, he wanted to further the discussion even more. So, similar to what I was doing, he was reading the scouting reports whether it be from Russia, the KHL, or uh, Devil's Insight in terms of just trying to find anything on Shakir Mukamadoulin, what he could potentially bring to the table, and uh, you know how this development is going. So like uh, we both acknowledge, it's going to be a project for uh, Mukamadoulin, which is why the New Jersey Devils were willing to take a risk because I mentioned in yesterday's episode, it seems like the experiment is going well because he's grown an inch, he's gained uh, 20 pounds, and you know uh, he's just looking for a good season over at the KHL 
and then hopefully sooner rather than later we can sign him to his entry-level deal but you know uh at the time being he still remains unsigned so we're just gonna have to be patient in that regards but uh some notes that jersey joe sent to me was that mukamadulin currently is banging home a 100 mile per hour slap shot at the khl so to put this into reference uh for any of you baseball fans we all know how hard it is to throw a uh fastball let alone you know make it top 100 miles per hour now before you google uh what's the average speed for an nhl slap shot i will say it is 100 miles per hour so you're probably thinking to yourself wait a minute trey why are you getting excited that he is topping 100 miles per hour that's the average slap shot for an nhl player keep in mind guys he's 19 he's still a teenager he's not 20 yet so i'm just saying like how many 19 year olds are topping a 100 mile per hour slap shot right now like we're talking about well-established nhl players who are capable of doing that and mukama Dulin is doing that before he's even 20 so just think about it i believe the world record for the uh fastest slap shot was 109 and uh, i believe that was at a skills challenge a couple years ago so the fact that mukama Dulin is already on pace to just you know go over 100 miles per hour at the age of uh 19 I, I think that's something to take home and write home about, in my opinion. So I'm just putting that out there. That's lethal. You might want to get out the way. So here's a PSA for you, Nico Heizer. If Mukama Doolin is able to just gain more miles per hour on his slap shot and you are in the way, you are dead. No more PK Subban slap shot where it'll just fracture your nose or uh, the bones under your eye. No, 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 no. You get in the way of Mukama Doolin, and if he's topping uh, more miles per hour on that already pretty quick uh, slap shot, you are dead uh get a body bag that's impressive that mukama Dulin is doing that at that young of an age and that uh he can only just get better so i i, I get it there's a few players who are able to do that but keep in mind mukama Dulin is 19 years of age like i'm older than him by a couple years so we, we just got to be patient in terms of just seeing like how much further can he take his game before he comes to America, plays for the Utica Commons, and then uh, reaches the NHL level? We just got to be patient, but overall, I think it is going to be well worth it because another note that Jersey Joe sent to me was that he has been high on him um, ever since, um, you know, the Devils drafted him and uh, he's been doing more research. And uh, if you watch him play uh, for the uh, World Juniors, uh, he is playing at a U20 skillet in the toughest leagues outside the KHL. So uh, he mentioned that's massive upside. So the fact that Mukama Doolin can hold his ground against like much bigger, stronger men than the NHL, the AHL, wherever he gets his start at, it'll be a cakewalk for him because he's used to playing against uh, men uh, who are much bigger than him because uh, technically he's not even old enough. I don't know what the rule is in Russia, but he's not old enough to even drink here in the States. So the fact that he is holding down his uh, ground uh, overseas and the fact that he is still growing, developing, and still such a young guy, I, I'm actually looking forward to that. That's that's actually very interesting. I didn't think of it from that perspective. So, you know, like I said, if, if you have something to share with me after an episode, please share it with me because I would love to just talk about it on the show, see if I agree with you, disagree with you. And if I do disagree with you, don't take it personal. Uh, like I said, you know, it, it's very subjective for these kinds of things. But Jersey Joe um, seems to uh, hit the nail on the head uh, of where I was getting at in terms of Mukama Doolin and just being patient with them. And another note that uh, I think can spark some people's interest is that um, uh, Jersey Joe did agree with my stance saying that Jonas Siegenthaler is a good base just because of the body frame 
but um, he believes that uh, Mukama Dueling can grow into his own style of defense. So he reminds him a, a lot of Zadino Chara, so Big Z. And like I said, I was not trying to make Siegenthaler the ceiling for Mukama Dueling. I was just saying that's a good base to start at. So Chara, hmm, that's a very interesting comparison because... Uh, Big Z stands six foot nine and weighs two hundred and fifty pounds. And while Shakir Mukamadulin is still a teenager, he's six foot three, weighs about one hundred and ninety four pounds. You know, trying to push to two hundred. So that is a very interesting comparison. But I think what Jersey Joe was getting at was that he was comparing Big Z and Mukamadulin in terms of just a skill set. Because you know, I don't think Shakir Mukamadulin is going to grow to be six foot nine. Like I said, he's continuing to grow each and every day because you know he's still relatively young maybe he can get up there in an inch or two but I don't think he has that big of a growth spurt in him and quite honestly I don't want to see him get to 250 because uh, I don't think he could put all that weight on in muscle he would have to put it on in fat and I don't want him to lose his skating ability so you know uh, Big Z like I said interesting comparison but I think what Jersey Joe like I mentioned is just the overall impact that Big Z had for like the Boston Bruins for a long period of time. And, uh, you know, Big Z is a six-time All-Star, a three-time NHL first All-Star team. Uh, he was also a captain, a, a Norris Trophy winner back in 2009, a Stanley Cup champion. So the the list goes on and on for, for Big Z and his accomplishments. But the one thing we think about Big Z, we don't really think about his offense. Yes, uh, he is capable of, you know, scoring and he actually w always, you know, was not afraid to shoot the puck. But at the same time, we just think about his defensive impact. So he is capable of scoring, but that's not his job. His job is to assert himself. So, for example, he was uh, able to lead the NHL in plus minus back in 2010 and 2011 with 33. And uh, actually, he's leading amongst all active uh, players in terms of a great plus minus with 293. And career NHL, he ranks in the top 40 at 32nd overall. So uh, uh, back in 2012-2013, uh, he was actually with uh, Travis Zajac in terms of games played. Uh, active, he's third all-time with uh, 1,608 games played. Uh, defensive point share led the NHL back in 2009-2010. Uh, first amongst all active players. Uh, we talked about the penalties. We, we talked about the shots. Like, you know, he shoots it a lot, never afraid to let it fly. Total games on ice against. Uh, the list just goes on and on for Big Z. But the one thing we just talked about is the, the main takeaways I want to say is that Big Z always asserted himself. You know, he spent time in the penalty box, but he never hurt his team because he, uh, he's leading the, uh, the league amongst all active players in plus minus category. And also, you know, he is in the top 10 amongst all active players in terms of just shooting the puck and uh, in the top 100 in the NHL uh, for all time in that regard. So uh, for Big Z, I, I think that would be a very interesting comparison to uh, Mukama Doolin because could Mukama Doolin become the next uh, Chara? I don't know, but you know, at the same time, I could see it. But like I said, Mukama Doolin, I'm not going to jump to conclusions. I want to see what he could do on the offensive side of things. So gaining weight, that is great. And that's another thing that Jersey Joe uh, mentioned in our messages exchange, which was that he was a little concerned with Mukama Doolin asserting himself on the defensive side of things because he got trucked uh, one time in his game and he just needed to gain some weight. So 
that was a similar situation to Jack Hughes because Jack Hughes would get moved off the puck a lot during his rookie year. So Jack Hughes had to gain like 15 pounds or so just to, uh, you know, regain his composure and get back to what made him the first overall pick. So for Big Z, we, we all know how much of a legend he is for the Boston Bruins. And uh, it was nice to see him play for the Washington Capitals this past season, even though, you know, uh, he's kind of past his prime. But still, it's nice to see that he is still going despite being in his mid 40s but overall like I said former Norris Trophy winner a multi-time all-star uh, Stanley Cup champion Big Z has accomplished a lot and like I said he is uh, leading amongst all active players in terms of like shots plus and minus and things of that nature so for Chara, uh, I think that's a good role model for someone like Mukama Doolin because Mukama Doolin, while he's going to have a similar body frame as uh, Jonas Siegenthaler, maybe he could try to assert himself like Big Z because uh, I remember bringing Curtis Gabriel on the show a few months ago and Curtis Gabriel is a bottom six player. He plays on the fourth line for any team he plays with. He's up and down amongst the taxi squad. He's a two-way player, but uh, for Curtis Gabriel, he always said the one thing that kept him in the league for so long was just asserting himself. So every time you look at Curtis Gabriel he's getting into a fight with someone he's getting under opponent's skin because that's what keeps you in the league so from a common dueling you know you got to be like Big Z and assert yourself on the defensive side of things try to develop an offensive game but like I said that's not the main priority play to your skill set play to uh, what you know best first and foremost so that way you can get that NHL chance don't try to add something so quickly just take your time in that regards and then uh, it, it will pan out for him so for Mukama Doolin, I'm really excited to see what he could uh, do once he gets his chance to play at the NHL. But like I said, it's an experiment. It's a process. And like I said, I'm glad Jersey Joe reached out to me and we had this overall discussion because uh, he brought up some very interesting points. And uh, like I said, I can't reiterate this enough. I was not trying to say that the ceiling for Mukama Doolin is Jonas Siegenthal. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying that's a good base to start out with. But Zdeno uh, Chara... I think that's a pretty good ceiling for Mukama Doolin. Now he doesn't have to be like Big Z. No one ever will be because you know Mukama Doolin is not going to be six foot nine and two hundred and fifty pounds. But still, you know, try to play a similar game to him if, if that makes sense. So you know, develop your defensive game. That's what made you uh, a first round pick, and then try to add an offensive game to it. But take your time with it. So before we switch over topics, I actually want to. Uh, do a live read for you guys, and it comes from betonline.ag. So we're back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back on to start another football season. As always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, betonline.ag continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. That's double your initial deposit just for signing up. Don't forget to use the promo code NFL 100 from football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Remember to use the promo code LOCKED on. And now the second live read comes from DirecTV. So does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friend's login for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called DirecTV Stream. and brings you live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, so you can watch your favorite sports movies and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remote 
remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. Okay, so let's switch gears. Let's talk about media day for the New Jersey Devils because it leads to the training camp roster and it leads to the first day of practice. Uh, teams are being placed in the pods. Uh, you know, they're mixing and matching, just trying to see what uh, is going to work best for them. But uh, the one thing I want to talk about, I, I kind of want to focus on Nico Heizer because I've been saying a lot about this this past summer, which was I was big on Nico Heizer playing for Switzerland over the summer just to get some games under his belt. People were like, what if he gets injured again? What if he gets hurt? Well, he missed two-thirds of the season, so he needs to get as many games as he could possibly can under his belt if he wants to you know, remain effective for this team. So uh, the one thing Jack Hughes said uh, to the media was that Nico Heizer, this is his team. So props to Jack Hughes for acknowledging that Nico Heizer is the leader of this team, despite Nico Heizer leading more by example instead of you know being a vocal uh, type of leader. Uh, Jack Hughes has acknowledged, despite uh, I believe I read reports saying that Jack Hughes is more of the vocal leader, whereas Nico Heizer is more of a lead by example type of player. And you know, I, I, I guess uh, Nico Heizer does strike me as a uh, a reserved kind of guy, whereas Jack Hughes is just more, I guess, energetic, more outspoken. But uh, that's all speculation. I could be wrong, but um, you know, for Jack Hughes to acknowledge that uh, this was Nico Heizer's uh, team, despite Jack Hughes having the better season, Jack Hughes could have gotten a big ego about his overall development but nope he acknowledged that Nico Heizer is the leader of this team so that means we're starting chemistry off on the right foot so uh for Jack Hughes um I believe he should be an alternate captain quite honestly but uh uh I think uh with Jack Hughes saying that and this is all speculation I could be stretching this but I think all signs are indicating that Nico Heizer's line is going to be the first line this year because I think what Jack Hughes is trying to say is that uh, Nico Heizer is back. He's fully healthy. There's uh, no relapses in his injuries. So I think uh, Lindy Ruff is ready to make Nico Heizer our captain, uh, you know, be a part of the first line. Like I said, I could be stretching that. Uh, I could be entirely wrong. But, you know, let, let, let's face it, guys. You can't go wrong with either or. You can't go wrong with either Jack Hughes or Nico Heizer being uh, line one or line two, whatever the case might be. Uh, we, we all know who's going to be in the top six, essentially, but it's just a matter of how do you mix and match it. So I believe, you know, try to keep the same lines that you had last year to finish off the season, uh, see how it goes in practice, see how it goes in the exhibition games, and then, you know, just, just see uh, who's gotten better, who's taken a few steps behind, because I believe the two players who are in trouble of being knocked out of the top six are either Pavel Zaka or or Yanni Kuokinen. I'll save uh, a Pavel Zaka discussion talking point for later in the episode. I want to focus on Nico Heizer because Lindy Ruff says he feels like he didn't get to see the real Nico last season, but was impressed with his efforts, body sacrifices upon returning from injury. Uh, uh, Lindy Ruff said in his media day interview, he said he's the true leader of this team. So like I said, Nico Heizer, lead by example, coming back from injury, diving onto the rink, putting his body on the line. So uh, I think Lindy Ruff is loving the effort from Nico Heizer. And I think uh, Lindy Ruff at one point or another during this season, and this is a guaranteed, Nico Heizer will be on the top line. It's just a matter of like, uh, you know, when, like, 
uh, not if, just when will it happen. So will it happen against this team? Will it happen on opening night? Will it happen midseason? Whatever the case might be. Uh, the New Jersey Devils, I, I think we're ready to take steps forward. And I think one of those steps is just trying to get Nico Heizer to play a full season healthy. I'm not saying he has to play all 82 games necessarily, but he has to play more than, I'd say, 85% of the season if he wants any sort of success because uh, his games played have been going down, his numbers have been going down, his production have been going down, and he has to like essentially just you know do the little things to show that he's still capable of doing what we know he's potentially good at. And like I said, no no one really talks about Nico Heizer outside the New Jersey Devils organization. It's just because you barely see him anymore because he's always injured. So I'm just saying for Nico Heizer, I know injuries are a part of the game. I know sometimes they're in inevitable but the one thing I want to say for Nico Heizer is just that you got to play more than 85% of the season there's no ifs ands or buts about it like I'm glad that he's fully healthy I'm glad that he went back home to play a few games there I'm glad that it seems like he's ready to go because he missed the start of last season and then you know he had to deal with COVID and that's not his fault but overall it's just like I want Nico Heizer to play uh, more than uh, three quarters of this season. Is that too much to ask for? That I think everyone can agree with me in that uh, regard. So uh, we'll wrap it up with another talking point in a second. But first, I have to give you guys the third and final live read this morning. And it comes from Bilt Bar. So, did you know that Bilt Bar has so many delicious flavors? There is something for everyone. When you talk to a Bilt Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about their faves. If you don't know the Bilt Bar flavors, well, you're missing out. They have coconut, cherry, barcia, raspberry, mint, brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, German chocolate. You know what my favorite flavor is? I love coconut. So, if you haven't tried all the flavors, you get a mix box where you'll get two of each of the nine flavors. Not only are Bilt Bars the best 18 protein bars ever, but they're super healthy as well. Check out these stats. 70 to 80 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180 only four to five grams of sugar and only four to five grams of net carbs amazing flavors all tasty all healthy so or today and get that grasshopper cookie or raspberry or whatever you like built bar was also the official protein bar of the u.s track and field team so the offer is go to builtbar.com and use the promo code locked 15 and you'll get 15 percent off your order again use the promo code locked 15 for 15 percent off at builtbar.com So uh, one talking point that Lindy Ruff said in uh, his media day interview, and I kind of found it interesting, said uh, Lindy Ruff stated that Pavel Zaka and Jesper Bolquist will both start training camp at center. He stressed that he wants Zaka comfortable in both positions from day one. Also said Zaka's ability in the faceoff circle will be a factor regardless of where he plays. This is courtesy of Corey Massasak from The Athletic. So uh here's the thing uh Pavel Zaka playing center I think we can all agree look Pavel Zaka has improved greatly like and I'm really impressed with his overall development and I'm glad that he's taking strides to get better but I I think Pavel Zaka is just better suited for a wing position just because he was he shown people that he was a sniper last season albeit were his stats impressive no but at the same time he did much better at the wing position and it was one of the things I was you know saying because at one point during the season he was in a groove like uh, at the center position like he wasn't the best centerman but at the same time you know he was ranking up his scoring numbers and I, that was a big factor for me and um, you know, when Nico Heizer was returning from injury, I was just like, listen, I don't want Pavel Zaka to get out of a groove that he's in. I still want him to play the minutes that he's usually playing. Why don't we move Nico Heizer down to the energy line? Because he's also a decent two-way player, and he plays with Miles Wood and Nathan Bastian. So uh, and move Mikey McLeod to either the taxi squad or the uh, fourth line. But 
you know, uh, here's the thing. Pavel Zaka was moved to a wing position to uh, make room for Nico Heizer at center. And Zaka finished out the season really strong. Like, I believe in the final few or so games, he had like nine total points. And the fact that he was doing what he was doing. And remember, he was a substitute alternate captain because one of our alternate captains, I forget if it was either uh, Wood or Severson, were, were a, a scratch for a game. And they gave the uh, alternate uh, role to uh, Pavel Zaka for a game. And I just said, you know, Pavel Zaka with what he's doing and how long he's been a part of the organization, I wouldn't be surprised if he was an alternate captain. It might be a stretch, but at the same time, you know, I just said it was a possibility. And, you know, I didn't say it was a surefire thing. So for for uh, media day, it's very interesting because you get to pick the brain a little bit of each respective player, the coaching staff, see what they're trying to do. And, uh, you know, Boquist playing the center, like he's just going to be a bomb six player on the fourth line. Not concerned about Boquist, but, you know, um, I, I think Boquist should just be sent down to the AHL and make room for like, you know, Dawson Mercer or Alexander Holtz, whatever the case might be, because I think Nolan Foote is going to make uh, the uh, opening day roster, if I'm being completely honest. So, um, you know, th- those were some of the key takeaways that I had from media day, which was Nico Heizer is back. He's fully healthy. And uh, the fact that Jack Hughes has acknowledged that it's Nico Heizer's team and not his team really shows the maturity in Jack Hughes in his uh, junior year, I guess, if you want to say, because last year I was saying it was a sophomore year, but whatever the case might be, uh, I'm excited to see what Jack Hughes can do i think nico heizer it's finally his time to just improve and just show uh the nhl world what he's capable of and for um you know pavel zaka we've been talking about will he remain in the top six will he move be moved down to the bottom six if if lindy ruff is going to have him playing a center position then he is surefire going to be a bottom six player no ifs ands or buts about it because there's jack hughes and nico heizer they're guaranteed top six positions and uh, both of them are centers, so there, there's really no other place to put Zaka unless you put him on the wing position, which I think is the best case scenario to put him at, if you, if you ask me. So uh, basically, that's my overall opinion. Uh, we'll talk more about some media day uh, points. Exhibition games are fast approaching, so I can't wait to break down games once again. But as for today, that's all the time I have for you guys today. Thanks for listening. Go Devils. And by the way, if be like Jersey Joe. If you agree, disagree, whatever the case might be, if you just want to have an overall discussion with me about some talking points that I may have missed that you may, you may uh, not agree with me on or you do agree with me on, send me a message so we can have a discussion about it and maybe I'll talk about it in the next show because I love interacting with uh, you guys. So I will catch you guys in the next episode. Thanks for listening.